Hey, it's Arrow. Inside the LAProductions.us studio, we are unplugged and totally uncut with Steve Hackett from Genesis. You have got to be excited about, you've got to be excited about this project, Selling England by the Pound. I mean, this right here, and to, to perform it in its entirety, is, is such a special thing for you and your fans to hold on to. Yeah, I've been uh, playing this show in uh, Europe. We, we just did um, 18 countries in uh, seven weeks, and it's been going down a storm all over again, which is which is heartwarming because the band does a great version of uh, this stuff. Do you think the reason why fans keep keep coming and keep digging deeper into your history is because you've had this incredible way of inviting people into your exploration? Well, yeah, it's something funny enough. Um, uh, my, my my wife is 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 very very keen on um, inviting people in. You know the way we we work um, the social media stuff together, and. Um, there's, there's a sense of, of, of everyone either being in the same family or in the same band, you know, once you've, once you've lived this stuff. Um, so it's, it's, it's always a thrill to get back out in front of people again, old friends and some I haven't, haven't met yet, haven't made yet. But it, 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 is, it is a privilege. I love doing it. I was going to ask you about that when you have lived this, because when you do play Selling England by the Pound through its entirety, do you sit there and, and put it together song by song like it was on the album, or do you get to sit there and mix it the way you feel that, that it should come out? Uh, well, um, in the main, I, I think that you know we, we do authentic versions of these tunes, so they are completely recognizable, and, and we go into the close detail of it. Um, but what we may do, um, for instance, at the end of, a little track like um, after the ordeal, I do a longer solo, so it doesn't just fade out when it hits those final chords. I do a, I do something that celebrates that, and it goes on a little bit longer than than the original version. But um, to say, I want it to be authentic, and that that's that's the main thing. So I, I think that uh, you know audiences that are coming to this, um, they're maybe looking for for. Um, uh, something. If I said it was a souped-up version of, of of the original, and for instance, um, a song like "More Fool Me," which is just one guitar and voice, um, yeah, we we have three things chiming away, doing doing the stuff on that, and and we we join it with with some strings to fill it out a little little more, so that it hasn't got quite so much of a sort of demo feel to it, but just takes it a little bit further and gives it. The, the respect that it deserves. See, it's those strings that are going to help change where we're going with music and sales. Because when you've, you've got 27 shows here in the United States and Canada. People are going to go diving for those album versions of these albums. Well, you see, that's that's the thing. I think um, last year we did we did um, a tour of the United States, uh, United Kingdom, with um, with orchestra, and. Um, but this time, you know, I'm doing stuff from three albums. I, I'd be doing um, uh, the entire Selling in by the Pound, uh, most of Spectral Mornings, and stuff from At the Edge of Light, the, the current album. Um, at the moment, you know, it, it'll be a six-piece band that, that, that plays that. But in the future, there are there are things planned again for for once again your, um, these sojourns with with orchestra. And, and whenever I'm recording, I think of of soundtracks and, and, and what orchestras can bring to it and quite a lot of the, of the Genesis music was very kind of cla- either classical or or, or or soundtrack orientated so you, you can hear that that feeling of, of um, 
uh, all you know, the, the influence of these other schools of approach. So it wasn't wasn't just rootsy rock and roll. Well, you can, you can definitely hear that in the song Conflict. I love the drama that is in this song because it really, it, it more than pulls you in. You become a part of that song in the way that now I'm carrying it forward with me. Well, I'm glad you like that one. Yeah, that, you know, from At, at the Edge of Light, um, uh, it has lots of um, orchestral moments yeah. on it. And most of the time we were working with small forces with that, um, as opposed to when you're touring and you've got the full, the full works. Um, but you know, I've I, I've loved that. I think ever since um, ever since I picked up on the Beatles working with orchestra um, and ELO working with orchestra, I mean, there was a whole sort of celebration of what you know large teams could do together. And so um, that's always been the, the the challenge for me is is is, is you know this sort of collision of different schools of thought coming together, but making something cohesive. You know, Venus and Mars crash into each other, and uh, a third planet is 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 born from that. You know, you talk about the orchestration of the music and everything, but the lyrics are just as powerful. Look at what you did in the song "Underground Railroad." Being from the South here, I mean, that really infects everything that we're here for. Well, that's interesting because um, you know I was reading a little bit of the story of Harriet Tubman, and uh, and when I was at the at the Slave Museum in 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 Liverpool, and and, and you see the things that. That happened, and I, I was talking to um, uh, a Laurel and Durga McBroom, who uh, toured extensively with the, the, the Rolling Stones and and with Pink Floyd, and uh, you know, two soul sisters with extraordinary voices. And I said, "Look, you know, I've got an idea of this. I read the book Underground Railroad, written by Colson Whitehead, which um, uh, had great reviews from Oprah Winfrey and Obama, and." Um, I said, you know, how do you feel about doing that? You know, here's me, a white guy, uh, writing this. And they said, no, I think it's very timely. And so we turned them into virtually a, a gospel choir from um, um, two, or, two or three of us and, and Amanda Lehman as well on it. So, you know, we had um, we had this team and it, it, it tells a story. I think that's it. It's, it's, it's a train song. But it also has a sort of gospel influence and a blues influence and a country influence. The first time I was playing Dobro and a bit of harmonica to kick it off. So it really is Americana. So once again, you know, a British guy does his equivalent of, of what we, we were doing back in, in, in uh, the day with Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Um, the Brits taking Coles to Newcastle, you know, um, uh, holding up a mirror to 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 America again. But I'm so pleased that that track has gone down so well with people. Is there a side of your creative personality that is going to one day create that rock opera so that we can be walking down Broadway and there you are on the inside with that gigantic orchestra? Uh, well, who knows? Uh, all, all things are possible. Um, uh, I've, I've resisted opera as a form so far because... Uh, I think that, um, you know, the level of funding that you need. So if anyone's out there, you know, um, from General Motors onwards, you know, (laughs) and they want to invest, (laughs) check out my website, hackitsongs.com. You can get in touch and um, I'll I'll do that musical for you. Yeah, sure. Opera. Yeah. How long would you like it? How many bodies? Yeah, I, I'm I'm up for it. No, I, I I love all these genres. Don't don't get me wrong. I I, I think it's you know it's 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 a great it's a great idea. Um, uh, meanwhile, you know I'm 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 a 
I'm a guy who's who's on tour with his with his band, and uh, you know, have have guitar will travel is 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 an important thing to me as well. Every time that I hear your music, I I have to sit there. I get in an argument with myself because I go, "This is the blues." No, this is jazz. It's almost like I want to put a label on it, but I can't. I, I can't do that. No, this is Steve. This is who Steve is. This is how he explores. Yeah, I think uh, uh, um, uh, I think ever since the 1960s, um, when I was listening to classical music, I considered it to be a guilty pleasure, and um, I didn't tell too many people about it. Yes. I'm listening to Hendrix, and that's marvelous. And um, uh, but at the same time, uh, privately, I, I'm listening to Andre Segovia playing Bach. And um, well, many years later, I got to re- record some of those pieces myself on, on the tribute album. But um, I think I, I had an idea that the, you know these separate kinds of music. I thought, well, wouldn't it be great if it all kind of came together? And indeed, that's what started to happen towards the end of the sixties. Um, um, it seemed orchestras and groups started to talk to each other. Yep. And, um, uh, yeah, the floodgates, it, 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 it really should be open for all people to do that. But meanwhile, sometimes it's an orchestral texture. Sometimes just having one violinist or one oboe player, uh, one extraordinary player can, can transform, uh, Attracts immensely, let alone a, a, a philharmonic or a, a symphonic orchestra, a chamber orchestra, all of these things, you know, and aspects of world music, the way it all, it, it, it can work. Um, um, separate ideas and places is, is what it's all about for me. Well, welcome back to North America. We cannot wait to see you perform live again this year, sir. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it myself. Please come back to the show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you, Steve. Thank you. Thanks so so much, Ara. Thank you. Thank you.